Welcome to the Ed Newsstand Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Reynolds. This is season three, episode 17 of the podcast. And this week's episode is entitled Keynote as a Whiteboard. So I know a lot of schools are trying to figure out how to bring students back, or maybe students are already started back or are in person, but it's more difficult than ever to share resources with students and to create a collaborative space to which students can um, get up and write because you wanna make sure that they're maintaining their social distance, distancing, you don't have time to disinfect the pen or the whiteboard marker every time that a new student uses it. So it's more important than ever to be able to find resources that students can collaborate in real time um, across multiple platforms. And amazingly, Keynote can do that. In this episode, I'm going to show you how you can use Keynote across multiple platforms, show you where I got the idea to use Keynote as a whiteboard, and give you the link to download your own book. It's time to use Keynote as a whiteboard. Let's dive in. So this week on the podcast, I thought I was going to go one way with my newsletter and then social media happened as typically is the case. You know, you just kind of sometimes have social media open and you're doing your work and looking over at Twitter to see what's going on in the world of ed tech and maybe just in the world in general and then all of a sudden something comes across your screen and you're like wait a minute what yeah I, I mean I knew you could do some of these features but what and so that's kind of what happened to me this week I was looking at Twitter and I saw um, under the hashtag everyone can create um, something that Apple has touted and I've talked about on this podcast before and the tweet came from Chris Wood Teach. Um, either that or, or it was um, retweeted by someone else and they had attached his tweet. So reading his tweet, I did kind of a little bit deeper dive into exactly what he was saying. And what he was saying, in, he said in his classroom, he uses the Keynote app um, on his iPad or his computer as his student's whiteboard. And he said that he found that to be a lot better for his students because uh, everything's right there in front of everybody. So I was like, wait a minute, I, I want to try this out to see what it looks like. And you absolutely can do it. So I'm going to kind of walk you through some of the steps of this today. Um, but more importantly, I encourage you to download his book. So I've got some links here on the newsletter. So right here, we've got at Chris Wood Teach. And if you click on this, you'll be able to follow him on Twitter. But then right below that is his iBook that he created. Um, and so if you click on the throw away your whiteboard, it will take you to a link. And so you, it'll take you to here and you can then click on view this book in um, Apple Books. So what happens is it'll take you to the iBook store and you go in there and where it says read, it'll actually say the word get. And the book is free. You can see here that it's only 24 pages long. So it's not that long. And he talks about his transformation and kind of all of the things that he's used in his life as far as a whiteboard in his classroom and how just using Keynote as a whiteboard has really made a huge difference for him and his students in his classroom. So I encourage you to check out Throw Away Your Whiteboard by Christopher Wood. Um, and then again, follow him on Twitter at Chris Wood Teach. So let's kind of dive into this. I've got three different ways for us to look at Keynote. So depending on what your students have or how your students um, go about this, um, you can share it out. So maybe you have Keynote, but your students don't have Keynote. You can still use Keynote as your whiteboard and the students can still kind of interact with it. So let's let's dive into how this works. 
So on my MacBook here, you can see um, I've got um, a presentation. And this is just a generic presentation. The one that I'm going to show you actually has some lesson ideas in it. Um, and I just found some worksheets and, and slapped those together on here. But I'll show you some other things that you can do with your keynote that might be um, kind of more fun. So what you'll do is you'll click on the collaborate up here on the top. And then you get some options as how you would like to share out this information. So for me, I'm going to copy the link. And then here are my share options. So I have only people you invite can make changes. If you choose the little drop down arrow, you have some more choices here. Only people you invite or anyone with the link. And then the permissions, they can make changes or it can be a view only. So you have a few options here on how to share this out. So I'm going to copy the link. I'm going to say it can make changes and I'll just leave it as only uh, people with the link. So I'll click share. Now the link has been copied to my clipboard. So I'm going to go back to Google. I'm going to go into my Google Classroom. And so there's a couple ways you can come at this. You can post it in your stream. So I'll announce something to the class. So here's the link and I can put, I can say here are your notes and I can post. And then it just shows up for students as a link to an iCloud keynote. Very straightforward. You could also put it in your classwork and you could create a, an assignment. You could create material. Um, so uh, several different ways you can share this out to students. Okay, so now that I showed you how to share out the keynote, let's look specifically at what can happen inside the keynote. So I am back into my keynote application on my computer. So you can see here that I have a lot of tools. I have the table, the chart, I can add text, I can add shapes, I can insert media, and I have all kinds of media that I can insert and I can add a comment if I want to. And then I have my format button. And up here, I also have some more options for inserting things as well. So the great thing is, let's just go through some examples here. So some science examples. So if a student is working on this part of the worksheet or multiple students are working on this part of the worksheet, right? You can easily insert text. I click the text box and I drop it in here and I can write a word. And I have that. And if I want to change the color of it, I can click the text box. I can go up to format and I can change the text color to be something that maybe jumps out more. So I've got that option. If I have the same student working on this um, presentation as well on their iPad, so let's go look at that. So I'm on the iPad and it's really great if you or your students have an Apple Pencil because when I go into the presentation, I can actually, my here are my pen tools at the bottom of the screen. And so I can choose to either use the regular pen. So maybe up here I want to um, write a flower. And if I change my pen, maybe I'm going to go to the text pen and I'm going to write leaf. Now with the text pen, it automatically changes my text. And so I can move this up here. I have my paintbrush kind of up here at the top. You can see the paintbrush. And I can change my color to be a red. And I can make it bold. And so now it jumps out even more. And then if I go back to my presentation in my keynote on my computer, you can see that that information is populating automatically on my computer. So everybody is collaborating in real time. So it's pretty sweet that you don't actually need um, a whiteboard. You can physically move around the room. And since in this time that we ha are in, you can't share materials. So you don't want kids coming up and sharing their dry erase markers. 
um, or uh, touching your smart board or uh, sharing your smart notebook pens. This is a nice way for all the students to be able to interact with one another, um, but yet still stay within that the bubble that they need to within six feet of everybody, right? Okay, so let's look at another example. So if we look at this example here, right, I have the ones that I'm looking at for chemistry. I've got molecules. So I'm going to go to my computer now. So I'm in my presentation on the computer. So you can see in the computer now, I have some of the similar tools up here. I have uh, a table, I have a chart, I have a text box, I have shapes, I have insert image or my image gallery, and I have comment. And then over on the side, I've got my um, little format tools. And you can see that I'm not signed in. So I don't actually have to be signed into Keynote to be able to follow along with this. And so for me, um, you know, I might just go in here and I might do a text box and I've got my text box that pop populates here and I write in my chemical formula. I say H2O and I can actually highlight the number two. I can go over to format and then in my format options, I can choose the little gear. I can choose the baseline and I can choose subscript. So now I've got this H2O looking exactly like I want it to look and I can even increase my font size so it stands out even more. And then everyone is seeing it in real time. So it's pretty awesome that you can collaborate all together um, working with in one document across multiple platforms. So let's continue to look at some other examples. So I'm going to go to this next one here in science and we're going to have draw the molecules. So for this, I'm going to go back to my uh, iPad. So here I'm on my iPad. And the great thing about having an Apple Pencil and having the iPad is that I can just draw the circles, right? So I'm in my presentation. I've got my pen tool. I can bring up my pen colors and I can choose different colors if I want to as well. So I've got my eyedropper. I'm going to move over and I'm going to choose this green color. And then I'm just going to draw two green circles, right? So here you go. I've got my two molecules. So let's do another one. So I'm going to draw, uh, I want a pink one. I'm going to go change my color, get my little eyedropper. I've got my pink. Come back over here. I've got one pink and then I need two oxygen. So I'm going to go here and grab my little grabber tool, slide over to the blue, and I'm going to draw two oxygen molecules. So very, very simple for me to be able to do this. Now, if I'm on a computer, I don't have the draw option. So I'm going to go back to my computer. On my computer, the nice thing is I can grab this one. So what I did is I locked all of this stuff in place except for these circles. So I'm going to right click on this circle, click here once to select it. I'm going to right click and I can duplicate. So I duplicated that. I have one, right? I'm going to click on this one and I will duplicate this one as well. And now I have the molecules for this and it shows up in real time on everyone's device. And you can see on now here on NaO2, I have these little brackets around it. That means I on my iPad am currently working on that one. So it'll differentiate for the people who are working on their um, on the devices who is in and who is working with what on the screen. So if multiple people are on the same slide, then you know exactly that somebody else is working on the slide. Now, one thing it doesn't do is it doesn't um, freeze everything on your keynote presentation. So for example, if I'm on my iPad working on something and someone else is working on a computer, that you guys are cross-platform, so things can be deleted. So if I'm on my iPad and I touch this um, 
shape here. You can see that now it's highlighted on my screen and I choose delete on the iPad and now it's gone. So there might be some of that um, classroom management when you're working in something like this. Um, but realistically, it's so slick and so easy for people to work back and forth in the presentation as you're working. Um, and then for you just to share it out with students, you can then export it as a PDF or uh, to, to be able to share it so students can't then change things at the end or change the sharing permissions on it so then it's view only. So let's go over some other ideas here in the presentation. So these were just some science ideas. If we go in here, we have some math examples. So we have students here can trace and draw on the presentation. So when, if they're on the iPad specifically and they've got their pen, right, they can try and trace and then they can actually draw a circle. So you can test out their dexterity. I'll try to do a little bit better on this square. That one's better. And there's my square. So you have a trace and draw item there. I've got my color and compare fractions. So the nice thing is students on their device can color in part of whatever they need to. So you can be able to see that they understand how the fractions are working. Um, otherwise, students can use the shape tool up at the top and they can create a square and maybe turn it into a rectangle, right? And duplicate their rectangle and just try to fill in as much as they can. Or maybe they want to, we've got two, maybe they just want to make it big enough so that it covers two to four of the spots on your fractions. So several different ways that you can come at um, something like this. One of the other cool things here on your keynote presentation is you can insert um, equations. So I'm going to show you this specifically on my iPad because I think it's even a little bit easier on the iPad. So if I'm in here and I go to the little plus symbol at the top, so you have different options for inserting things like you did on your computer. So I've got my table, I've got graphs, I've got different shapes. And then over here I have photos, cameras, record audio, web video, drawing. And then at the bottom I have equation. So if I tap on equation, here is my um, equation editor. So you can see down at the bottom, down here I have all of these different equation um, math tools that I can put into my equation. So I can drop in... Um, let's say I'll drop in this and then I write the number 48. It'll drop in. I can say insert. And now I have this option here. So I'm going to format it and I'm going to make it much bigger so you can actually see what it looks like. So now you have that option and students can then go ahead and try and guess what the square root of 48 is. So again, up in the plus, go to equation. And then you have all kinds of different equation tools down here. So you can do some of that stuff. You can write your own equations in there as well. And then you can just drop that and insert that. And here's your text box. And you grab the blue and make it bigger. So a lot of cool different ways for you to utilize the uh, math functions here in Keynote. So let's continue on and look at some other examples. So here's some social studies examples for me. So here are some social studies examples for you. Nice thing is you could throw up uh, for geography, you could show up a throw up a map of any place in the world. I just happen to throw up the United States and you could have kids start to label different states around the United States, right? Very, very easy. They can, you could have them do it in abbreviations. You could have them write the full um, word out. You could have them, if it doesn't fit, you could have them draw arrows to where they need to go. And you could differentiate with having students use different colors. And you could say, okay, I'm blue. Um, student over there is red. Student over there is green. Uh, they're purple. So you could differentiate and then you could see in real time too. You're like, okay, I, I remember um, who had what color. 
You can have students do something with a timeline. So you can have them do things that happened in, you know, you can say 1776 and then tell me what happened in 1776. And you can do 1764 and have me, you know. So you can work through the whole timeline uh, of the American Revolution or any other timeline that you wanted to and have students talk about things that happened at those specific times. Maybe they need to research uh, a specific dot on the timeline. Maybe you provide them the dates. Some different ideas there. You can, you can have students talk about different branches of philosophy. So, you know, maybe they're like, all right, well, go find me the different branches of philosophy and tell me what they mean. So we've got, you know, metaphysics. We've got ethics. So you can have students go through and um, just brainstorm different ideas on here. Not necessarily brainstorm, but they're, they're providing correct answers. But you could also use it as a brainstorming session for different um, theories. Or you could, you could discuss different theories and have students write their opinions on the screen. A lot of cool ways to just use the, just the plain writing feature. We've got some language arts examples. So here you can check out in some of the lower elementary, you can just have the students write a, a word. So get them to really work on their handwriting and make sure that it is, looks legible and easy to read. So that one was much better than I ride in cars. So you can work on something similar to this. You could have students go through Romeo and Juliet's family tree. So you're like, okay, well, this is going to be Romeo. This is Juliet. So I know that these are the Montagues and these are the Capulets. And you could have people try and work out Romeo and Juliet's family tree. Or you could fill it out on your own as the teacher as you're kind of reading through the play. A lot of different ways to come at that. You could have students read Amanda Gorman's poem, The Hill We Climb, and have them write some of their thoughts on some of the most powerful parts of the poem for them. So they could go through and they could zoom way in because I know the text is kind of small and they could find um, stuff that they like. They could circle it if they wanted to. If they have an Apple Pencil, they can actually choose the um, highlighter. So I can highlight this. That's the part that I like best because I'm the green student. If I hold on my pen a little bit longer, I can get a little bit thicker here. So now I don't have to color as much and it's easier for me to highlight parts that I like. And then I can go over to the side here and I can really talk about things that I really like. When they're done, they can just zoom back out and get all of their slides on the side. Some different art examples. So you can have students um, look at the color wheel and color in specific colors along the color wheel to, ha to show the different colors and how they work together. You can have them answer specific questions about the color wheel here. You could have them draw something using the horizon line. So you could give each student their own slide and say, okay, I want you to go and I want you to draw me something specifically in Keynote here that shows me um, how you can demonstrate that you understand the uh, horizon line and the vanishing point and some of the things that we talked about in class. So again, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to create something like this where you have multiple slides um, where you're working through them. You could give a slide to each student, put their name on it if you wanted to, um, and then have them draw something for you specifically on that. So let's look at some music examples. You just simply have um, sheet music up there. So, you know, students can draw and they can draw some music on there. So you, you could do anything with the sheet music. Finally, you could have students insert YouTube videos of something that you might be talking about. So like this is a video specifically Maybe I want students to um, provide, provide me examples of the Baroque period music. So here I dropped a video in and here's my video of Vivaldi. So a lot of awesome things that you can do. You just go up to the plus here and then you've got this web video 
and then it asks students to enter the URL of the specific video. So you can easily have students go out and find images, find videos, draw their own stuff, write their own stuff, um, type text, insert um, shapes. Another cool thing here is when you insert a shape, so if I drop in this text box here and I or I just drop in this shape and I actually then want to write a word I go to my text tool and I can write a word it will automatically convert convert it to text and now it's attached right to this shape that I made so it's a nice way for students to create a post-it note and if I want flower to be bigger I can go up to my tools at the top and I can just make my text bigger or I can change it here to be a subtitle and then it just makes my text so much bigger so I can't recommend enough to you how to use Keynote as your whiteboard. Again, I showed you a lot of examples on my iPad because I think the iPad um, has the most capabilities for students, especially with the drawing feature on there. And I have an Apple Pencil. And so specifically, if you have one for your classroom as the teacher, it works, works really, really well. But if you have an iPad and your students have Chromebooks, you can still use Keynote with them and have them just use Keynote on their Chromebook, yes? That's maybe blasphemous, but you can use Keynote on a Chromebook. All you need is a browser and you're right on the screen with whatever you're doing and things update automatically as students are working in real time. With that being said, just a quick recap. Chris would teach on Twitter, throw away your Chromebook in the Apple Bookstore for free, 24 pages. We'll give you a short little video at the end of his book and tell you some of the things that you can do um, on your Keynote presentation through differentiation and ways that he came to find um, how powerful Keynote can be in his classroom. That's it for this episode of the Ed Newsstand Podcast. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast or watching the video version on YouTube because I know your time is valuable. I'd like to thank Chris Wood for publishing his book, Throw Away Your Whiteboard, because it gave me a great idea for the podcast this week. Remember, you can download it for free on Apple Books and you can follow him on Twitter at Chris Wood Teach. As for my social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Reynolds Troy or on Instagram at Ed Newstand. If you are listening on any podcast platform or would like to hear more, please like and subscribe to receive updates and have any new episodes automatically downloaded for you. You can also revisit any of my previous podcasts on any major podcasting platform like Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio. Finally, if you'd like to download my app to have my podcast and newsletters right on your smart device, please check it out at ednewsstand.glideapp.io and save it to your home screen. If you don't want the app but would like to check out my resources, please visit my website at ednewsstand.weebly.com. This is Troy Reynolds, and this is the Ed Newsstand Podcast, hoping you were able to take away at least one idea for your classroom. Please be safe. Until next time. Thank you.